welcome to Cup Talk. I'm Nick. And I'm Benny. Here's Benny. What a day. Back in the studio. It's it's been it's been a minute. You know, last week's episode was gonna happen. It was gonna happen and then it didn't. And um, here we are next week already. Yeah, here we are. Episode fifty-four. And today we have an interview coming up with Utah State's Ethan Tarver. So um, yeah, I mean, lot to lot to discuss, lot to go over, lot to catch up on. But I mean, it was. I mean, how was your weekend slash last two weeks? Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> I'll just this last weekend. I mean, when, just, when when we left last time, Benny was off to a concert. That's right. I was off to a tournament, and then gonna go to a Vegas Golden Knights versus Leafs game. So so I go to Vegas. We get there. Everything's good. It's gonna be awesome. Where I already got my Uber reserved for the morning of. We're going to get there an hour early, get in line, get on the Uber. We get there, we hop out, and the first thing we hear, some random lady walks up and is just like, show's canceled. And I'm thinking to myself, like, this lady is full of it. Like, there's no way the show is canceled. And then all of a sudden, she's like, yeah, some guy in a golf cart's going to come around the corner and tell you the same thing. But I hate to be the one to be the bear of bad news. Some guy <laughs> rolls up in a golf cart. Hey, just want to let everyone know, show's canceled due to wind. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, I can't believe that. I mean, I mean, I know, and I think they probably were like, whatever, because they're going to refund your ticket, right? Yeah, they should refund it. Should. Should. Minimum of 30 days. Yeah, so they got another three weeks to go. Yeah. But they they sold out the next day. Yeah. But it was already sold out, so you couldn't just, like, go the oh, next yeah. day. And the next day tickets just, if you watched them the day of, they just went sky high into like the thousands. Because I can only imagine how many people like flew there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were like, well, we are already here. Let's just buy tickets for tomorrow. Like, Yeah. We met a couple that was there for the Sunday show that they flew in from Chicago. And a good buddy of mine ran into some people that flew in for the Saturday show from Australia. And they just were like, out of luck. Man, so and, and then they had it again this last weekend. Yep, yeah. But so I mean, you had a bunch of emo people, emotional. <laughs> the emo was real in Vegas. I'll tell you what, I've never seen so many emo kids and girls and people and adults crying, crying all over the strip. They were crying. Oh, we were when we were walking away from like the the line entrance, you know. Tears, tears were shed all over. <laughs> People were crying all over. I mean, that's really sad. I mean, I would be really bummed too. I mean, I, I do feel bad. I mean, I've been warped tour before, and so like, uh, like, oh, that was a bummer. But like, my niece and my wife had never been, so I felt really bad for them because they missed out on that show experience. Yeah. But then again, I saw like videos and stuff of this show. This was no warp tour. I know. Yeah, like you're standing, I think, like a quarter mile back from the main <laughs> stage to watch any of the major bands play. Yeah, and like, man, I don't know if I was more. I I, I was bummed I wasn't gonna go. I mean, I mean, Matt Kelly, yeah, Kevin, you know, those guys all parked parked in a car. I mean, hopped in a car, not parked in a car. They hopped in the car, drove all the way down there. Yeah, and they just spent a a weekend like video poker you know yeah <laughs> playing video poker because yeah. i couldn't find a table because i can only imagine the casinos were like oh my gosh oh like... yeah it, when we walked around we went to the hard rock and he's like it's way busier than most and i said and how many of those people are all dressed in all black and he said easily half 
<laughs> yeah, usually when you go to Vegas, it's like the the thing that bugs me about Vegas is everybody's on. It's their night, you know. Mm-hmm. So everybody in Vegas acts like this is their trip. Don't bother me. This is my trip. Like like Vegas was made for them. But you don't. You like look to the left, look to the right. Everybody else is here on their, their trip, their weekend. You know, yeah. like their Instagram weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Getting dressed up. So uh, that's why I prefer Wendover. <laughs> so I'm just okay. So. <clears throat> Concert gets canceled and it's like, oh no, you know, like what, what now? And it was like, what now? Like, I already know. Me and Nick talked about it. The Avs game is tonight here in <laughs> Vegas. We're going. So I'm out. You know, I'm I'm trying to buy tickets as fast as I can because I know that there's eighty other thousand people that are thinking the same thing. Like, we got to figure out something to do. Yeah. And so I'm, you know, in the process of buying tickets. For whatever reason, Ticketmaster's supposed to hold them, sold underneath us. So hop on again, we're buying tickets, we're just, you know, and so we bought tickets to the Avs game, and it was great. I would have driven to Vegas just for the Avs game. It was a good game, though. Yeah. They, they won, right? They won 3-2. to two. Yeah, so, yeah, so it was a good It was a good weekend, I mean. It, I mean, for me. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a good plan B. Yeah, it was. If I mean, there is no... Other than seeing David Blaine, there was no other plan B that would have been just as good. Does David Blaine play there like a... Yeah, he only does like two a month. Oh, uh, was it that weekend? Nope. Oh. That's why that was the best <laughs> plan B. <laughs> we, went, we saw David Blaine before. That uh, was, I know. That was, a, that was a fun show. I'm considered going to Vegas just for seeing David Blaine again. He's my favorite magician for everybody out there that doesn't know. Richard was telling me about some other like new up-and-coming magician that's like a young kid that like, just like started a couple months ago, but like he... Uh, I was going to say, there were advertisements for, I mean, he was Asian, I don't know. Yeah, 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 that's him. Yeah, so that was, it was like, well, I mean, but I wanted to go to the hockey game anyway, so. Yeah, so, I mean, my weekend, so I was I was thinking about going to the Avs game in Colorado because we were out there for a uh, hockey tournament, and it would have been that we would have had to leave, um, you know, right away, and, like, we would have maybe got there late, like, it would have been a face. <laughs> <laughs> about to have a mess all over this carpet. <laughs> Sorry, I opened a soda and started exploding. <laughs> all right, so I was in Colorado. We were going to go to the Avs game, but man, tickets are like it was like so like and I and I was like going to do that. Autumn hates it when I do it, like you know, like because it pisses me off that I can't just buy like any ticket mm-hmm. because of Autumn's you know situation where we have ADA. Because ADA are always more expensive, and people that resell ADA sell them for twice as much, and so it's like, oh my gosh! So I was gonna do like the like buy them, you know, like hey, what can you guys do? But we didn't because they were cheapest tickets in the door were a hundred and like six bucks. See, and oh. that was all weekend. <clears throat> that goes back to exactly what we said about LA Kings our our nineteen dollar club seats. No, it was like twelve dollars. Whatever it was, twelve bucks for club seats. Yeah, and then handicap seats were a hundred and like sixty something, and I got four, three kids. I, I said that the other day. I was like, uh, "It's too much for me and my four kids." But I don't have four kids. I just have to buy four extra tickets than mine. I mean, Autumn or me or whatever. I don't he care. thinks Autumn's a kid. <laughs> so it would have cost me like seven hundred dollars to go to the, the Avs game, and we would have maybe been late. And I know some of the other girls went, and it was fun, but we went to Colorado. And we played a tournament, and it was it was frustrating. It was. I mean, there was a lot of good things to come out of it, but there was a lot of frustration. The first game, 
we played against the team that I think won it, and halfway through the game we were down three to one to the team that won this whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how like good we were playing that first game. And that was definitely our best game. And the next two games, we ended up losing like ten to ten to one, I think. Wasn't that the goalie swap? Yeah. You know, I don't know. I like sometimes like we, we just didn't play good late in the games. We mm-hmm. just like third period was just an onslaught. Like I think our goal differential in the third period did no matter who which goalie was in net was terrible. I, and like I don't know if the girls just ran out of gas, whatever. I think, I think a big bench hurts them. I think that hurts them a lot because when you sit on the bench for three, you know, shifts, mm-hmm. yeah, and like, yeah, they're taking long shifts because some some kids. All right, in youth hockey, there's kids that go out there, they skate hard, and then they're done, they get off. And there's kids that go out there and they're just on the ice and iron lungs. And well, they're not, if they're not skating hard, they're not getting tired, so they can take a three minute shift. And if they're not skating hard, they're probably in the defensive zone a lot. So then they're stuck on the ice longer. Yeah. So your harder skaters are almost stuck on the bench longer because mm-hmm. they get off, they they skate hard, they get off. Yeah. You know, and so uh, there's a lot of frustrating things, and hopefully we we. As a as a team or as the coaches, like switch things up, you know, like change things a little bit. Um, That's why me as a coach, like it doesn't matter. You don't let the kid get off when they're tired. You you yell to the kid when to get off, and that's when both defense get off. You want to know what's funny? What is your coach? And I only know it because I've I've been a coach on the bench yelling for kids to get off. But you can tell, and I can tell in the crowd because like I can hear the coach yelling. Yeah. So I can hear him yelling across the ice, across all the kids. And me sitting in the stands. I mean, yes, that kid's, like, in the game, you know, whatever. Yeah. But, like, you know there's kids that, like, they hear you and, like, they almost, like, give you a half, like, look over. But then, like, look back and, like, you heard me and you're ignoring me. The pretend. I didn't hear you. Exactly. There's so many kids out there that do it. Oh, my gosh. Number one, grind my gears as a coach. <laughs> no. Right now I'm number one. But it's, it's up there. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of other coaches that can, that can attest to that, like, the kids that just like you're like, hey, change, change, and they're like, well, we're going up the ice, so I'm gonna go up the ice with the yeah. team. They don't want to change when they're coming back because that's not when you're supposed to change. But then when the puck gets turned around, like, I got one more rush in me. I yeah. got one more yeah. rush, and then it until turns it's around. coming the other way, and you're like, oh shoot. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I'm way too tired now. I've been out here for three minutes. I'm gonna get off, and it's goal, <laughs> you know. So it was a. There was two games we were up two to zero, and then ended up losing seven to. Three and seven to four. Got the hiccup, man. We both got yeah, the just a little bit. It's all that nitro you're drinking over there. My <laughs> my Pepsi smooth creamy. <laughs> mine's mine's my my Jones. Up. Benny brought me a Jones soda today. A real you a know, throwback pro- throwback flavor. Crushed melon was my favorite flavor as a kid. Special release. Yeah. Crushed melon. It's not an ad for Jones soda, but you know. If you're listening, $25 will advertise. <laughs> All right. And, but the, the one thing I did want to point out about these uh, youth hockey tournaments was the facilities we played at in Colorado were unreal. Unreal. Like Utah, On which spectrum? Like, like okay, let me just 
I'm yeah. saying, you're saying Unreal. Are we talking yeah, the good, high level good. or the low level? Oh, the good, okay. yeah. I mean, if you go up to, you know, Salmon, it's it's an Unreal, but it's not like a, it's not because it's, you know, luxury. It's Unreal because the, the scenery is Unreal. You yeah. Know? Or if you go play at the old Idaho Falls Arena, you're like, this is Unreal because this place sucks. <laughs> it's so cold. <laughs> We're literally playing in a tin can where they opened garage doors on the one side because they had to have room for the benches. So they built plastic things to go down the <laughs> back of the bench. If you ever play there, you know exactly what I'm talking about, dude. That place is cold. And no wonder they built a new rink in Idaho Falls. But um, but one of the facilities had three rinks. And, like, every rink, the stands were a little bit different. Like, one was, like, straight up, like, you know, stands on both sides. Um, scoreboard hanging from the middle. Then there was one that was a little bit smaller, a couple benches. But, like, every one of them had really good ADA seating and that's what I really loved about it because then Autumn could sit next to people and sit next to except for the the green ring had nice stands on one side but the ADA was kind of like in this little like area by itself but it was still nice because she was up a little bit higher so she could see down onto the ice and not you know with her chin on the boards or her nose on the boards trying to watch the game so that was really nice but the rink we played the Rough Riders they had three rinks in that rink um, but the team we played the Rough Riders at in and uh, I forget what that it's called the stable, but it's where the Rough Riders it's their name they practice. They have two rinks, and one's more like a practice rink. Oh, and then they have a mini rink that they use for like you know, like three on three, I'm guessing, or like just small practices. Perfect, like people should do that more rinks. They should, and then like for goalie training, I saw some of the flyers for some goalie training on that one, but like their regular rink, I mean, oh my gosh, they had a restaurant bar up top. They had a coffee shop down by the, you know, down on the ground level that entered into the rink. Like, you can enter from the street or from the rink to the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. Get snacks, food, whatever you want in there. And then, like, the seating was, like, movie theater, like, seating. And, like, one of the moms joked, like, I was Luxury recliners? And she was waiting. She was looking to where the, where the recliner was. There weren't recliners. But, man, it was nice. Nicest seats I've ever sat in, not only in, like like a youth arena, but like probably an arena period. So like they were luxury. Yeah. I don't know if some old NHL Colorado Avalanche, you know, players dropping the dough in that city, but that rink was nice. That was a nice. If, if ice rinks had stars, it'd be a five star. Oh yes. It's five star. It was the Ritz. <laughs> it was the, the Ritz. Ritz of ice rinks. <laughs> it was the Ritz Carlton of ice rinks. But oh yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and, and you know, even more fun you know, off the ice with the kids, with the team and with the parents and stuff, you know, I had to be, I mean, most of the parents, you know, sit by the pool, you know, but like I had to be the dad in the pool kind of guy. <laughs> and I, I will say I had one of the most like enlightening conversations with a guy named Mahit, Mahit, Mahit was his name. He was, he was from Iran Told me his whole story about coming here for education. Oh my gosh, it was it was an it was an amazing conversation we had, and it mm -hmm. was told me about he's Bahadi. I don't know if you ever heard of that. No, it's a religion. He says like one of the like if you go anywhere, there's a lot of Bahadi guys. Mm -hmm. I don't know. He told me about it. Super cool. Yeah, he like told me some like stories and it related to things, and I was like, wow, that's a really like good way of thinking about life and people and anger and everything. So we won't go into that here. <laughs> I mean, quick little side blip. We sat next to an Iranian guy flying from Memphis to Vegas. One of the nicest guys I've ever met. We both, we both, uh, like, you know, I had that, that was back in August, oh. but still, I'm just saying. 
super uh, amazing guy in his point of views. On Did he things. come here for education? Um, no, I don't think so. He came here more as an adult. Oh, okay. <clears throat> more... I mean, this guy came here as an, kind of a young adult, but yeah. But he was going around. He had just been here in Utah for his wife's niece's soccer game. She plays college soccer. They played the U of U. They were in Colorado playing um, Colorado University, so that's why they're there. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, super fun. But I, I want to talk about some other things with youth hockey. These aren't really, like, pertaining. Some of them pertain to our team. Some of them don't. But, like, um, one of them is, like, I mean, are travel teams taking – the best 15 players or are they taking like the just are they taking kids that actually have the skill what do you mean so i mean so you have a tryout and you have 40 kids show up yeah are you saying okay we need 15 kids pick the 15 best on the ice or are you saying we wanted 15 or 13 whatever your number is but there's really only 10 kids that meet the criteria of a player that would fit on our, our so to say, travel level team. Mm-hmm. Because it's more like, is travel, is it just like, I, I was top 15 at this tryout, or is it an actual level of play? Because in Utah, there is like five or six different travel teams at like, say, the 12U level. Yeah. And you could definitely like rank them one, two, three, four, five, six. At the beginning of the season. Okay. And that's how the rink of the end I, of the season. I see what you mean. And it, I and totally it's see what you mean. because the top 15 kids went to this team, the next 15 kids went to this team, the next 15 kids went to this team, the next 15. And so it's like, it's not really that they're, that each team is taking travel people. It's just taking the top 15 kids. Yep. Yep. I, you know, that's tough. I would say that there is a little bit of, because every parent wants their kid to be like always oh, on a travel team. Because I think travel has the idea of it's a set level, but the degree of the teams being at that set level isn't like like it's a karate belt. Like like you're a black belt now, or you know a blue belt or mm-hmm. green belt because you play travel. Yeah, and now you're always you'll always be a green belt because you played travel hockey in your life. Well, the problem is that there's not just one person overseeing who makes it on travel teams to distinguish. Like you have to like. Oh, I mean, this is a total just one-off idea. Like, if if travel skill was between one and a hundred, you don't play travel unless you're above a seventy-five. And there's a grading system, like a, like a, like a karate belt. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> but right now, it's not like that. It's not one person saying like, okay, across the board, travel has to meet a certain expectation. It's oh, more just the idea of we have a travel team. These are X, Y, and Z kids that tried out. We're just gonna pick the best ones. Yeah, and 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 oh, Billy that we were gonna put on the team didn't end up playing for us. So who's the next man on the list? Yeah, who's the next guy on the list? But I think the people that are running the travel teams, it's like, well, how else would you do it? You know, so is it more that we need the money to run it, or more that we want a good team? Mm-hmm. What what do you need? What do you mean by you need the money to run it, or you just want so, a good team? So so it costs, uh, say it costs two thousand dollars to play on a travel team, and you're like, okay. Well, we need 15 kids because we need $30,000. Or do you say we need 12 kids and we'll make it work? We got 12 kids. We got $24,000. we will make it work. I mean, if you're asking me, my personal, I think 12 kids make it work. I don't think you... Well, it, it dep- yeah, and it definitely at the younger levels, the less kids I think is better because, like, I just talked, like, at the Lady yeah. is like, getting kids on the ice because cause at the 12U level where we are, and I'm going to talk for what I know because this is where I've coached, where I have kids, whatever, but... 
12, 10s, 8s, it, you're really supposed to just run the lines. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. And, like, there's some code people, and, and even Autumn thinks that they should be more of, like, a, you know, like... One line, you know, two line, one line, three line. Yeah, like, like, hey, you know, and, like, there's certain opportunities in the games that maybe you do that at this level, but it for generally, you, you run the lines, and it should be like that. But if you have three full lines, that means your best players are only on the ice one-third of the game. <clears throat> if you only have two lines, that means your best players now in the game, you know, 50% of the game. Okay. Mm, all right, so I'm going to go back to this, like, okay, money issued, everything, blah, blah, blah. It's like... Is travel a business or is travel for the kids? Uh, I, I, I think there's a lot of teams that's a business thing. Because, I mean, <clears throat> this is where things always get dicey of what is the top priority? The kids, it's always the kids. But if there is no money, you can't do it for the kids. So how do you balance it being 100% for the kids but you have to have money to run it. So now what really comes as a priority? What becomes your bottleneck? The money? Well, there there's a lot of teams in Utah that are run at a county or or like DCYHA. So they had the Eagles, you know. Mm-hmm. And they did have a lot of money issues with like it was, you know, there's a lot of people who didn't want to make it too expensive. There's other people that said, I want to pay as much as I want because I want my kid to do this. And that's fine. I mean, that's, both arguments are, are valid, but... Also, that's a nonprofit organization. So at the end of the day, no one in that organization running it takes home a check. Yeah, but <clears throat> I say this lightly, even with nonprofit, the money is going somewhere and someone's controlling where it goes. Yes, they're not taking a paycheck home. But yeah, maybe but it benefits where, them in a certain Where is the money going and how is it used? Yeah. But I mean there is other organizations where it's a private Entity, mm-hmm. and, and and is someone walking away with a paycheck in their pocket? I don't know. I mean, teams that like, you know, you sign up and your team's two thousand dollars, and they're like, okay, well now you got to buy all these soft goods. You yeah. have to buy soft goods. Yeah. What if my kid doesn't want a polo? What if my kid doesn't even want warm ups? And I and warm ups to me are a catch twenty two because they're cool. As a kid, you want warm ups. Yeah. But also like. Then it's like, do they have to wear them every game? Do they? Is it like a mandatory thing? Yeah. Because, because Alexi has some warm ups for some teams, and like she's had jackets for teams, and she likes to wear them. But some games she just wants to wear a hoodie to the game. Yeah, you know, is is like once you get warm ups, like you have to wear this warm up jacket and pants every time you walk into the rink. It becomes like your suit and tie. Yeah, but I also think about this, and it's like the organization might have a contract with whoever makes their product that says everybody <laughs> has to purchase it or I'm not making it. Well, or, or the, the, the rate that I'm going to give it you is only if everyone on the team purchases. Well, I, I see it. it what if, what if, what if there's a guy part of the organization has a handshake deal? Oh, 100%. Hey, every kid has to order, you know, X amount of dollars of soft goods or every kid has to order these and I'm going to give you a good deal, but I'm going to make, I know I'm going to make 50 kids, 50 bucks on every kid that plays for your organization. Yeah. Because I mean, you're going to require every kid to buy that stuff that they really don't need to yeah. play hockey. Oh, 100%. And it's always somebody knows somebody. Yes. So I, I <laughs> probably a lot of people are really mad with what I'm saying right now, but I, it's not hard to see that. Yeah. The, 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 there's people 
And like you said, there maybe not anyone be taking home a check, but there's somebody benefiting from this organization. Yeah. And, and, and truth be told, I look at this and go, if you don't think that's happening in the real, real world, open your eyes because in every organization, in every business, somebody knows somebody that's helping somebody out and it's a benefit and a trade-off. Yeah. I mean, that, that a lot of business works that way. Yeah. You know, so... Of course, it's going to exist once you reach the... If you don't think it's happening in kids' sports, you know, it is. A lot of it happens behind closed doors, but, but it really but, is. But it's a business, and like just like everyone, like, you know, in the NHL, when they do something, like, well, it's a business, you know? Mm-hmm. That's the crappy part about sports. Yep. And that's when it comes, is it about the kids, or is it about dollars? And kids' sports, there's a lot of dollars to be spent, just like there is in college, and that's why college players actually can get a cut now and i think that's great because there's a lot of people making a lot of money off kids playing college sports that never saw a dime of it yep that's why i said but at the same time you know is it a business or is not because you still have to have money to run a business and if you don't have the money it can't exist yes now where people you know whether they start crossing the line of what is hate to use the term ethical or unethical that happens behind closed doors. That's where you just have to trust the organization to do the right thing and what's best for the kids, or if there's a you know a personal gain or personal benefit behind that. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll we'll lean away from the the touchy <laughs> subject of money and hockey, but I, I did want to mention kind of on the same aspect we're talking about is 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 a like I mean to the travel level of like. Okay, I know a lot of teams in Utah. There's travel teams. There's A teams. I mean, that's uh, travels A, double A, so say double A teams in Utah. And there's B teams. There's C teams. But it seems to me that everybody just cares about this letter in front of their name and where they stand and and what they call their kid. And it's a D1, D2, travel, tier 2, whatever. But, like, every team is just playing whoever they want. See, have, to me, you have D two teams playing, like a twelve U D two team playing a fourteen U D two or a ten U D one, and then you have travel teams playing up a level, playing B teams down a level, playing you know whatever. It's just like it seems like everybody's just like, you can have whatever letter in front of your name, but you can just schedule games with whoever you want and call yourself whatever you want, and it's okay. And that. That, to me, seems a little like, what What are we trying to teach the kids here? Are you trying to pad your stats and give your kids some, like, like fist bumps? Or are we really going to create a competitive hockey league in Utah? Well, that's, <clears throat> I mean, I just had a conversation with Cash. You, you, I'll just share briefly. It's like, what is art and who defines it? Okay, what is the level of a youth hockey team and who defines it? Yeah, because you have D1 teams that, are really like a travel team and they're playing all these teams and beating them. Then you have teams that are uh, a travel team and they're playing all D1 teams. And, you know, like they're like, well, we're beating them. And then you have D1 teams. And so, I mean, I know there's an organization where the travel team scheduled the game, bunch of games with all the D1 teams at that level. Mm -hmm. So then the D1 teams went to go schedule games and everyone was like, well, we already have games. And they're like, okay, well, it's at the, the travel team. And then, and then, the the D two team or the D one team is now just like well we'll just we'll just schedule with all the D two teams and stuff yeah. and it's just like when does this stop and, yeah. and like when like let's 
you know, let's fix it. Like, I don't, I don't know if there's a fix or whatever. People are just like, we'll just take whatever game we can get. I don't care what level it is, what age it is. We're just playing. Yeah. See, to me though, if there's gonna be a tiered system of teams, there has to be a. I was saying that if there's a tiered system in hockey, there should be a tiered system in who you play. Yeah. If you're D1, you play D1 teams. Because to me right now, if everyone's just up and down playing whatever team they want to schedule with and it's just this like free-for-all, let's put everybody's name in a hat and pull it out like, oh, yeah, this week we're going to play whoever. Or or you're the guy that's like, you know what? Our team's been down. I really want to make them look good. Let's play some lower-level teams to just boost our ego. And they're looking at it like, oh, well, we want to play these better teams to see if we're really better. But it's like if you all have different letters before that team you know, D1, D2, blah, 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 A, AAA, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, but you're not playing teams on that same level. Are you really are, are you really qualified to have that letter in front of you? Yeah, because, I mean, imagine if, like, NHL teams were just like, yeah, we're just going to go play a couple AHL teams this weekend. We might play a couple ECHL teams. We're going to go over to Europe and, like, play a couple. Like, like that, does, that doesn't work. That well, doesn't work. Well, there's no – once you do that, there's no real – skill level to compare against yeah. the nhl is the top and it's the best of the best and then you have teams even in the nhl that are you know not good but it's still at the nhl level but like if you take that nhl team and you move them down to like ahl or whatever and then you start like just mixing everybody it's like how can you really have anything to compare it against like there's yeah. no, no definitive standards. step well yeah. that's what i'm saying but like like with skill is there a travel level of skill you know line or is there just like we we call this kid a travel level kid, even though he's not very good, or he should be playing way up? And then same with teams, like we call ourselves a travel team, but we're really you know a D one team, or you know we're really you know a double A team, or whatever, and we're just trying to like pad our stats. I don't know. Yeah. And so that's where to me I'm like I think it should be, you know, that you basically you set that standard across the board, and I don't think that you should be able. Which I don't, I mean, I guess this is just my opinion. Like, I don't see why you're able to just, like, bounce up and down and play whatever team you want. You're just, like, scheduling whatever. Like, I thought, I mean, I guess in my mind, I thought it was kind of more like you played the set teams that were within your realm of division. And But what happens is you have teams that are just like, we're just going to schedule as many games as we possibly can in September and August, you know? Yeah. And then the next team that's on the books has to like schedule around that team and the next team has to schedule around that team and and there's always a team that like we can't play anyone because everyone's playing everybody else yeah and so you mean you have teams missing out and like that's where utah doesn't really have a you know a set schedule a set a set league really i know they call like the wrhl or whatever but there's no real like rules to that i don't think and and you can just kind of play whoever you want. I mean, you're supposed to play a home and home with every team that you play against, but I don't know. It's it's a mess, I think. But uh, one other thing I wanted to touch on this this youth hockey thing, and, and we, this can kind of go back to the money thing or whatever. But jerseys, there are so many youth hockey teams in the state that do not have jerseys for their team still. Really? It's November. Some teams have been playing since August. Some teams have been playing since September. Some teams, you know, started in, you know, late September. But, like, there's a lot of teams that don't have jerseys, team jerseys. And it's a lot of this, like, well, we we order them and it takes a few months. And then it's a few months out. It's a few months out. And it's all those things. It's like, I'll tell you what. you're You're charging more for jerseys every year. 
but also they're taking longer and longer to get. Mm-hmm. Like, you want, I, I'll tell you what, I could go to a lot of parents and be like, hey, if you want to pay 20 extra bucks, I don't even think it's 20 extra bucks. I probably can find them for the price they're paying right now. And say, if you want me to get team jerseys made, I'll get team jerseys made and they'll be here in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I could get team jerseys made for a team in two weeks. Mm-hmm. I would go find a manufacturer in the U.S. that is making jerseys, buy those jerseys from them, and either have them put a logo on them, or I would get somebody else to put a logo on them, or I could get patches made. We we had patches made overseas, and yes, that was 13 years ago, but yeah. like we yeah. got them within 20-something days. And then I had somebody sew them on and assemble them and whatever. Like we made our own numbers, but we could have put numbers on them still. I've had a lot, I've made a lot of jerseys over the years. And I'm telling you, it never took and never should take three months. And also, like, oh, we should have them by that next tournament. And then they didn't have them. And then it was like, well, maybe we'll have them by the next tournament. And now it's still like, we might have them by the next tournament. And then, like, and that's what the Mustangs, they, we don't have jerseys yet for the team. So Lexi just wears some random kid's jersey with somebody else's number on it. Which to me, so I'm like, okay, at what point is it like, well, forget the jerseys. Like, I paid for it for this season for my kid to wear it. And then what? You're not going to give me a discount on it? Yeah, I know the Provo organization got their jerseys like last month of the season last year. Which to me is absolutely ridiculous. Because to me as a parent, I would say... I paid for that jersey because guess what? Next season you're gonna be like, need new jerseys. Yeah, every- and so what? Now, now I gotta wait all the way so that they can wear their jersey for one month, and then I can pay for new ones to wait for them to wear it for one month. And, and like, I get why some organizations use the same jerseys year after year because they want to save some people money, but also if you already have a jersey, you already have a jersey. But there are the new kids that are still waiting for their jersey yeah. for three months, mm-hmm. or they need to size up. They're still waiting for three months. But then you also have. If you do it that way, then you have, like, you look at a team, you're like, well, that was last year's jersey. That was two years ago. That mm-hmm. was five years ago. That was his older brother's jersey. Like, yeah. And it's like, okay, they kind of look like a smorgasbord anyways. I mean, my opinion as a as a parent, if it was like, hey, we can't guarantee the jerseys are going to be here by X date. If they're not here by November 1st, you only pay half the cost for the jersey. As a parent, I'd say, fine, fair. But the organization is not going to eat that money. Well, they should. <laughs> well, they won't. But I'm telling you, and I know everybody wants their sublimated where they can make the jersey look, you know, so customized. Everything looks, you yeah. know. But they start looking like a NASCAR freaking jersey. Yeah, I know. I It, it kind of looks like it's like it's literally looks like they're wearing a sweater. Yeah, like, it, but also there's a lot of, it's funny because like, you know, I still see some kids and they have their sublimated jersey in like a, a jersey bag or a jersey hanger, you know, like keeping it nice, you know, because like, you know, there's some coaches like, you know, keep your jersey nice, keep it out of the bag, you know, put it on a hanger. But it's like those sublimated jerseys, you could wad them up in a ball, zip them up in a Ziploc, you know, or whatever, and then come to the game, whip it out, and there would be no wrinkles in it. Yeah. It's just because they're what they're made of, and yeah. that's just how they roll. It's it, It's not like when you folded the patch on your jersey. Yeah, that's why, well, that's why that, that, that like, you know. Sat in a drawer and then you're at the game and that, that patch is still halfway folded <laughs> you, as you're playing, you know. sticking out from your chest because, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, the jerseys are just, like, they're not as nice as they used to be. So these people are waiting for months for jerseys that, in my, you know, mine suck. 
Like, okay, uh, right here, I'm reaching over. I'm grabbing one of our... Welcome to the Batcave. Well, <laughs> welcome to Batman's Batcave, but I'm grabbing a jersey. It's just sitting here next to me. I had these jerseys made in a month. Yeah. I ordered these. They're Bauer jerseys. Yeah, they're, they're nice. All, they're all knitted. Like, every color is a different, like, stitch, you know, stitch of fabric. I, I got these on sale, yes, but, like, I mean, you would pay, like, oh, 50 bucks for this. Um, here's a embroidered number 12 for Kyle on there. Um, I put these front patches on there. They're not like a patch, but it's, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it might have a crinkle in it if you left it crinkled, but what I'm saying is it looks nice. Yeah, it does. It does. It, it still looks nice. It was fairly cheap. Hey, even our, even our high school jerseys were not patches on the front. They were screen printed. Yeah. They were like a really thick, weird screen print, but they were still, well, they're probably like this stuff, you know, like the numbers are like where they're almost like a vinyl like material, but I don't know. Maybe they were, maybe they weren't. Yeah, I, just, I remember my one jersey. It's like this really thick, weird, almost like rubbery kind of material. Yeah. Um, but even even like our cup talk ones, they're screen printed. Yeah. But like I got them made in a couple weeks. Yeah. And so. they were very expensive. And like, no, they don't have every little like. They weren't exactly, but guess what? If I wanted to like deck them out, I could for a couple yeah. more bucks. Yeah. So to me, I wonder: is everyone going through the same? Like, we got orange team jerseys, and I, they just Google hockey team jerseys custom, and then they're just going through whoever, and it's like they're just back ordered from here to Timbuktu. I well, no, I know like DCYJ goes through some. It's it's like a guy's name. It's like Brad West, but it's like out of Canada. It's like why? There's somebody closer that's making them. They could make those. Uh, oh, sorry. And, and, it might and, cost you and $5 I, more. And I, think, and I think the Mustangs have switched like every year who they go through. And I don't know about Lady Grizz because Lady Grizz, like we have our team jerseys, but no other team does. Yeah. They're all wearing practice jerseys. They've been to two tournaments already wearing practice jerseys. Seasons kind of like they have like two or three more tournaments. I mean, if a team came to me and said, hey, for an extra $30, we'll guarantee your jerseys here at the beginning, you know, I'd be like, yeah, that's worth the 30 bucks. Like. I'll pay the extra 30 bucks instead of being like, well, we'll save you. We'll go on the budget, but we don't know if we're going to get it halfway through the season, a month in the season, or the last month of the season. Yeah. And I know there's some parents on our teams that probably don't care because, like, they have last year's. But, like, what about the new kid? Like, like Lexi's the new kid to the team. Yeah. She doesn't have a jersey, period. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think there's an easier way to do jerseys in, in youth sports, and I guarantee there's plenty of parents listening or, you know, even high school kids are probably listening. You're like, oh, yeah, we did. I mean, UVU last year didn't get their jerseys <laughs> until, like, halfway through the season. They look super cool now, but they were wearing practice jerseys for, like, half the season last year. Yeah. No, I'm not for that. Figure a way out, you know. If it costs a couple extra bucks, let it cost a couple extra bucks. Like, sometimes it's, you know, it's worth it to have it now for the reason you're having it. Like, quality over quantity. Yep. Or time. Yeah. Over uh, money. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, we have spent a lot of time on youth hockey. Just a little bit, but that's all right. <laughs> now we'll, we'll speed through. Uh, high school, um, some some switch up around the top. You know, you had some teams shake up. Uinta's in first, so that's out in Vernal. And, I mean, maybe that's due to they usually get, like, two games against the same team every time they come to Vernal. Maybe they've padded their stats against a few teams. But, no, they played Oakert that was – had one loss the, the the time, but I think they beat him twice. So, I mean, and that's good for Verno out there. I mean, and, like, they probably get a lot of vice time out there if they want it. 
<laughs> I guarantee they do. <laughs> As the high school team. So, good on them. Um, Sky Canyon's still undefeated. And I was like, and I asked Jay because his daughter plays for it. And uh, I was like, so what's the deal? Like, why is Sky Canyon only play four games? Like, no, they played a lot more than that. They just, I'm like, oh, so they just haven't updated the website. <laughs> Again, with the website, whoever's out there, get some, it updated. Some teams are up there, some teams are not. Um, according to the website, the goals leader is still uh, Maddox Hell from Murray. And the points leader is Chase Bigelow from Cache Valley Wild. Chase Bigelow! It's a good hockey name. It is. Chase Bigelow, if you listen, you got a great hockey name out there. <laughs> um, I got my game of the week picked out for this week. It's actually, oh. it's if you're listening to this on Wednesday, it's tonight. Skyline versus Park City. Two teams with one losses, I think. so. That if the be. website's up to date. If the website's up to date. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Skyline's lost six games. They just haven't updated it. But it's the game of the week. The game of the week. <laughs> we need to get like, a sound bite. The game of the week. <laughs> so what? We watched this guy. He was a rapper. He always did. So what? But I don't know. I, I've talked to some some high school coaches and, or some, you know, people and like, how come teams that have really good players on it, whether they're tier travel or whatever, like don't play well in high school and like, why isn't their high school team doing well? And I basically could narrow down to three things. Too many kids on the bench, too many coaches on the bench. Cause a lot of high school teams have a lot of coaches there's always like six dads, you know, who's really the head coach. I don't know. And there's like, you know, they have this team has a JV team, a varsity team, you know, a real varsity team, a, you know, whatever. I don't know. Maybe two varsity teams. But it's like the bench has so many kids. It's just like we were talking to youth sports. Like it doesn't always. It's like you're not an NHL team. You're not playing 20 minute period. Like, you know, periods. You gotta get everybody in the game. You gotta keep a rhythm going. You don't have a third, a fourth line grinders. You don't have, you know, a fourth line switch out guy. You know, an extra forward or an extra D. Your team should be at a point where they can't afford not to play you. Exactly. So, and I also come up to like we talked about with like organizationals money. Like, why are there not more teams splitting off of you know these? Super teams or, you know, mm-hmm. independent teams that are sucking in from, like, eight different schools. If you got enough kids, you start your own team. If you got nine kids at your school, nine. I can't wait for some kid on this, listening on this podcast is like, you know what? Screw this super team. We're starting our own team, and we don't care if and, we suck, but it's going to be the funnest team and, out there. And why does, and, like, everyone always like, well, why don't they do it? I'm like, probably because they don't know how to do it. And you got to have a mom... Or somebody will who will be your trustee. All right, let's be honest. I don't even know how to do it. But if you want help doing it, I'll gladly do some research. You just got to reach out. <laughs> send us a DM. If you're looking, you're looking to go your own team. Send us a DM. I mean, there's 30 other teams that do it, so it can't be too hard. Yeah, send us a DM. If you're even thinking about it, send us a DM. And I think where we live, there definitely should be some breakup. I mean, yeah. And I, I think Clairefield and Syracuse should have their own independent team. If not, their own Syracuse team or Clearfield. But I know there's a lot of kids in that Syracuse, Clinton, Clearfield, you know, West Point mm-hmm. area that play hockey that are high-skilled and would definitely put a good team on the ice and kind of shorten that bench a little bit. I played for DCI. Love the team. It was great. 
But I'm telling you guys right now, if you got enough players, you separate and you make your own team. <laughs> Screw it easy. Right now. Quit, quit worrying about like, well, we're not going to be as good. Like, guess what? You're going to care more about having fun than being on a team that won some games while you sat on the bench because they didn't want to play you. Or they didn't win games and you still sat on the bench. Yeah. So, no, I mean, and I just, and I, and like, I've talked about it, a lot of school pride and stuff. And, and we, you know about it when you're like, hey, um, the high school's got a game tonight. And they're like. Clearfield has a hockey team. Like, well, not actually. It's kind of like DC. It's called DCI, and they're like they lose. It's like boom. We just announced that it was our high school. I, I got them to do it on the morning announcements all the time. Yeah, Clearfield High has a hockey game tonight. You know, and they never. They'd be like, oh, they got a hockey team. Like, yeah, technically. <laughs> <laughs> and like we were the we were the Falcon. Like on the on the rosters and on the website, we were the Falcons. Even though our jersey said Eagles, we were the Falcons for the first year, I think. And so, because they because we used to be Clearfield High, and the year I got in is when they changed mm-hmm. it back to the DCI, the yeah. first year of DCI. But also, and like I've talked to other high school kids, you know, coaches, and they're like, I don't know why we don't win. We're not good. And I was like, you want know what? I'll tell you what it is. It's just high school hockey. You know, mm-hmm. the kids that are really good, that's how they act sometimes. It's like, eh, it's just high school. Yeah. It's just high school. And guess what? And one day you're going to look back and be like, man, I wish I could just go pack and just, just play some just high school hockey. Oh, yeah, I loved high school hockey. Yeah, and I, I loved it until my senior year. Which is unfortunate because that was the That was the me. only time that me and Benny have ever been on. The, I mean, now we play on the same team, but... Like as youth hockey, that was the only time that like our our birth years whatever matched up to where there was a four year gap that we could play on the yeah. same team, and so that was my senior year. That was your ninth grade year. Ninth grade year, that was the worst year of hockey in my life. <laughs> our team had a lot of internal conflict. Yep, yep. Too many, too many chiefs. Too many kids that had their own opinion and. There was kids that wanted to take it serious, and there was kids who were like, this is a stupid team, and blah, blah, blah. Which know? which made me laugh. They're like, this team's so stupid, I hate it, blah, blah, blah. But yet they showed up every single practice and every single game, and they said it was stupid. And they didn't have any pride in the team. No. Probably because it wasn't their high school team. It wasn't their, like, school. Because it was just like, eh, it's just, it's just high school. It's just independent. It's just whatever. And like, then get off the team. Yeah. You, we, we would be better off. So to say, I mean, we may not be a better team because you're not on our team with your skill, but you're not giving an effort on the ice or really trying because, like, there's nothing worse than, like, a, it's kind of funny because those same kids, they they just, it's just high school hockey, and they don't ever exceed past that. They might go play some Weber or whatever, you know, whatever, or, you know, high school, college, you know, somewhere for a couple years drop out or whatever but and then they get to men's league and they like they're the kids that only try hard when they got the puck on their stick but as yeah. soon as you beat them once they just like oh not trying yeah i because if i try and i don't succeed then it looks like i'm not as good as I, I i want everyone to think i am yeah which to me i'm like who's looking at you in the crowd nobody your mom yeah your girlfriend like dude just give it an effort give it an effort and when and when you're 40 or 30 and you're like, why did I not make it, you know, to play pro? That's why. Because mm-hmm. you didn't care when you look stupid. Yep. You know. But I think, I mean, you winning too much of an ego. Winning is a lot of fun. But I'll tell you what, 
you know, playing on a hockey team that is fun is way funner than winning. <laughs> oh, that, I mean, you, you, you really said it very confusing, but that is totally true. Like playing on a fun hockey team is fun. Yeah. Playing on a good hockey team is not always fun. Yeah. And so I always say losing isn't fun, but playing hockey is. Yeah. But I mean, what's fun is winning hockey. <laughs> <laughs> winning is great. And when you're on a fun team, it's awesome. But you can be on a team that wins and hate it. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of people. I mean, there's people in the NHL, and you're like, why does that guy want to get traded from that team? They, they're good. And it's like, yeah. well, it's, he's not fitting in. It's not the chemistry, you know, yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, it happens at all levels. So, um, yep, high school kids, take some pride. Start your own Start team. Start your own team. I'm, I'm hoping that next season that somebody's listening to this podcast, and they're like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to start figuring this out. Like Davis gets a team, you know, or or because Viewmont was the powerhouse now. I mean, we've talked about this a little bit, yep. but now you got people taking basket weaving, online basket weaving or whatever to yeah. go to Farmington to be part of that team, you know. But you know what? Get get some pride in yourself, in your school. You know, I know you probably played with those kids. Like, like I think it's fun to play with your friends, but it's also fun to play against your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a lot of friends. All my growing up hockey friends played for Viewmont. <laughs> yeah, and it was always fun playing against them. It was. And you played hard. You go through the handshake line, and then you have a conversation on the side of the ice yep. or, you know, after the game. That's great. Yeah. But you need help, give us a DM. <laughs> Shoot us a DM. Yeah. I, and I would love to coach it. I don't know if I have time with my own kids' sports and stuff, but, hey, I will help out wherever. Yeah. There's a team wanting to be started in Davis County, and I know everyone says, and I know the big, the the easiest cop out is there's not ice time. Kids, you got to get creative with ice time, because guess what? In Canada, there is a team up there, or parents, or whatever, and they're gonna be like, we don't have enough ice time, even yeah. though there's a rink on every single corner. Yeah, everywhere in the U.S., there's probably like we don't get enough ice time. We don't get enough ice time. Let's get creative. Yeah. With the ice time. Guess what? There were a lot more high school teams when we were playing than there are now. So why is there not enough high school ice time? (laughs) Just saying. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot more little like the juniors teams, you know, whatever. But regardless, you can you can make it. We can make it happen. I know there's a way to make it happen. Captain. Don't be afraid. If you think I can't do that. You're the guy that can. Yeah. So. Send us a DM. (laughs) (laughs) And let's get this rolling now. Yeah, right now. Before next year. Yeah, because it's not going to be like right before the season. Like, oh, I got to sign up. I want my own team. Uh, It's two weeks later. Uh, You get the ball rolling now. You know, that like a couple people, you know, your team, whatever. You're going to get some kids that want to take online basket weaving for your school (laughs) to play on your team. I mean, can you? Because they don't want to play for that. I look at that and go, can you imagine if you were the kids like, you know what? I'm done with this. We're starting. You, you want to come play? You want to come play? You can play. And then in five years, it's like, you've got people, like you said, they want to come play for your team. They yeah. want, and it's, that didn't happen without you taking a stand and saying, look, I don't want to be part of this super team. I want well, to it's be not able even, to take- It's not like a super team in basketball where there's skill. It's just a super team. And this is where all the kids are going to go play. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but... All right, moving on. Let's go to the juniors. Um, so the Outliers and the um, Mustangs both went to a Midwest showdown this week. Went and played a bunch of teams in the, the Midwest. Shootout. Yeah, the Midwest. 
It was the old Midwest. <laughs> but they both went three and one. Um, um, the uh, according to the outlier schedule, I couldn't tell you when the next game is because, like I said, there's there they whoever runs the outlier website probably helps out with the Utah high school website. <laughs> Because their schedules, their scheduling is even worse than the high school website. Where like you click on, like I've said, like you click on schedule, it's last season's schedule still. Um, but I do know they are playing the Mustangs on Saturday because of the Mustangs website. <laughs> Let me know that you got to go look at everybody else's schedule to see when the Outliers and, are playing. And uh, the Mustangs are also playing the Spud Kings at home. So the Mustangs Spud are Spud Kings. So the Mustangs are at home on Friday and Saturday. Spud Kings and Outliers. I'm guessing the Spud Kings will pick up a game against Provo, or and the Outliers or both of them. I don't know. Check their schedules because they don't update them very well but um and then provo played the pueblo bulls this last weekend and they lost to them all three times so provos you know their season needs a they need a kick in the rear or something but um moving on to college and speaking of kicking the rears like weaver started out they were struggling but weaver is hot of late and and they were really hot. They did lose in a shootout to Boise State um, on Friday. And I, I went to the game, but I didn't go to the game because I, I went to the rink and I filled in for a men's league game. Mm, by gotcha. goalie. But they lost in a shootout while I was on the other ice. <laughs> so you were there. So I was there at the game. I went to the game, but I wasn't at the game. I was at the rink. Yeah. But... Uh, so really, I just went and played a men's league game that I had to park away, you know, a long ways and walk in long ways to yeah. get to. We won our men's league game, I filled in. Let in let in three softies in the first period, and then I yeah, held it strong mm-hmm. from there on. I don't, I don't think it was really up to me. I think the team did most of the work, but... <laughs> gotcha. I'll take, I'll take the W. I mean, I'll just draw a quick side note. So... Cousin's boyfriend comes, stays the night. I'm talking with him. He's from Michigan. He's like, oh, yeah. He's, he's like, I, I follow hockey a little bit. He's like, he's like, oh. And then he's looking at his phone. He's, I was like, oh. He's like, I went to school with some hockey players. I think he went to Michigan as in college. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. He's like, um, Jack Hughes. I had a class with Jack Hughes. And he's like, yeah. He wasn't. He's like, he's like, I don't mean to be mean. He was like the nicest guy ever, but he was kind of a dummy in class. <laughs> Like, what a dingus. <laughs> His little brother Luke Hughes goes there now. So. They kind of have a uh, powerful, I guess it was last year they had like three of a, I mean, Beniers and all those guys played on that team. So, But yeah, that was a little little side hockey book that was kind of funny <laughs> to hear about. Was it Jack or Quinn? I think it must have been Quinn. Why? Quinn Hughes, because I don't think Jack Hughes went to Michigan. Oh, I, he said Jack, but maybe it was Quinn. Quinn played there, and then Luke plays there, but I don't think Jack ever played. I think he just came straight from the oh, gotcha, gotcha, because he was first overall. But well, regardless, but okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, moving on, Weber. But then Weber won against Utah on I think it was Saturday. So, and then Utah lost to Boise. So Boise was in town, and they played you know everybody basically. So they. Weaver lost in a shootout to Boise. UVU lost to Boise. And the Aggies won um, Boise 4-1. to one. Aggies also beat Utah with a with a shutout. Um, and then the Utah D1 team played 
the University of Arizona, and they beat them three times. So good on them. That was the hockey weekend. Yeah, well, no, no, we got one more team. Oh, the girls' team played Wyoming, <laughs> and they beat Wyoming eight zero, eight zero. 10-0. Wow. Stomp. Stomp, stomp City. Stomp City. <laughs> Not a shutout, a stomp out. You guys going to the stomp at the rink. Isn't they call that like a dance? Like a stomp. Yeah, a stomp. Going to the stomp. <laughs> that was a stomp. The girls went to the stomp this yeah. weekend. <laughs> Isn't that, is, a, is a stomp a cowboy kind of dance? Like Would that be know. like a... You're going to a stomp, but that'd be like a, like a cowboy. I don't term. know. The only the only thing that I know that is like stomping. I just I always think of like bluegrass and that one scene in Back to the Future. <laughs> and they all and they and they all flip their guitars yeah. and their drums. That's ZZ Top in the movie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they they there's a music video for that for, for Back to the Future Three that ZZ Top does, but that's ZZ Top in that scene. Oh, never knew that. <laughs> Just a little, just a little Batman's Batcave, you know. Batman's, Welcome to the Batcave. Welcome to Batman's locker room. Oh yeah, Batman's locker room. That's what it is. <laughs> it's a little Back to the Future trivia. Did you know ZZ Top is actually in the film? Never knew that. <laughs> Gotta stomp your foot while you're doing it. Hey guys, this is a party. <laughs> sheriff over there getting things going. Sheriff, what's his name? Sheriff, uh, it's the principal. I I don't know, but. I mean, if we're going with Batman's locker room, all I gotta say is, I don't think you could make three movies today that are literally the same exact movie, just in different time periods, and people would be like, "This is the same movie," and then people would think it was crap. But like, everyone's like, "Back to the Future, the greatest movie ever," which I love. Back to the Future, don't get me wrong, all three are awesome. But if you were to make the same movie, I mean, it's the same movie. Well, well yes, it's, it is pretty much the same movie over and over. But like the new Star Wars, you look at it and you're like. Okay, like the new the new trilogy that you know J.J. Abrams helped with. Like you can look at each one. And you're like, all right, that part's from Return of the Jedi. That's from A New Hope. That's from you know. And but I'm just saying, people complain like it was exactly the same, and like people get all up in arms. But like Back to the Future came out today, people would just be like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> They'll reboot it one time. They'll reboot it. It'll be the new DeLorean because DeLorean's oh, coming yeah, out. Oh yeah, that's new right. Part. There you go. See, maybe the Back to the Future will reboot that. But I mean. Yeah, hey, that's my dream car. Hey, DeLorean. when when they go to the future, the cars will still be flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and twenty, they'll go to like twenty, like forty, and yeah. be flying cars. Yeah, and we'll get to twenty four, and they still won't be flying cars. Yeah. But another Batman's locker room. You want going back to Star Wars, but you want to ruined the the whole movie of uh the last the sky the rise of Skywalker. Is that mm-hmm. one? Yeah, the last one, that dagger. <laughs> Oh yeah, plotting the whole movie around a dagger, which of a of a of you know that's inscripted with a, a an unreadable you know language by C three PO, and the it, the little pop out thing points right to where it is on the Death Star. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Come on, straight up Goonies. Y- yeah, but that was I mean the Goonies was three rocks in the distance and there was two holes, but like to look at a dagger and have a little thing come out and point like that. In a sphere, is where we're going. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ball. I mean, I, the I, ball is a. That's it's like looking at a building. You're like, all right, it's on the third floor. But that's a big ass floor. But it's on the third floor. But I, we're looking for a triangle. <laughs> Have you seen it? I kind of look at that and go like, who was the guy that was like, I got to make this dagger stand right here. Okay, carve it, carve it. 
Carve it. Make it. What if what if the Death Star shifted in? It's been there for 30 years, 60 years, or whatever it is, you know? Like, 30 years. You don't think it... And maybe there was an earthquake or something that may... Or sunk a little bit, you know? He's just hanging out there, and it's like, this doesn't line up. You got to, like... All right, get down, lay on the ground, check it out. Yeah, and like, what height is she? Like, yeah. oh man. All right, back back out of Batman's locker room. We could go down a deep. Okay, back to hockey. Back All to right. hockey. All right, so um, Utah Grizz, they were up in Idaho this weekend. They split the games. I also say the Utah Grizzlies Instagram is one of those Instagrams that like update you when it's oh, convenient. Y- yeah. <laughs> Granted, I've seen you do that too, but. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but I'm not getting paid. But, but all I'm saying is it's like, going into third, up two, nothing. You're like, okay, so did they win? Did they lose? Like, what happened? They even made a post about their win, but they didn't post the final score when they lost, even though they did both scores last weekend. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I agree. It's one of those, it's like, somebody's just like, oh, shoot, I forgot. They got caught up in the nachos or something, you know, and they forgot. But, that, but that's their job. Yeah, I know. That's My job, okay, Instagram, I mean, my my, my welcome cup talk is kind of my job, but I, it's also, it's mine. I'm doing it for free for yeah. myself. But if you want an advertisement, reach out. <laughs> Send us a DM. If we're, if we're getting paid to do it, we'll do it right. <laughs> what do you mean? We are doing it right. You want an advertisement? I'll, I'll advertise you, whatever you want. I was supposed to get a sponsorship before this episode. That's and, true. And I didn't. Mm, you were supposed to reach out. Whoever's on the podcast listening, you were supposed to reach out to us to advertise you. Yeah, yeah. So, both of our faults. All right. We'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll do better this week. But, yeah, Utah Grizz split um, both games against Idaho this weekend. And this next week, so if you're listening to this Wednesday, they play tonight in Kansas City. And then they play Friday, Saturday in Kansas City also. So, a little Utah Grizz update there. Um, and then they'll be home, I think, the next weekend, because that's the next weekend I'll be in away from home. So They always play, I, f- I swear, Black Friday. Black Friday? Mm-hmm. We should go. Are we, are, well, I have, a, I have a hockey tournament that weekend, too. But <laughs> but Nick's might not have a hockey tournament the weekend. Okay, so back to... Oh, maybe, maybe we'll be home that weekend, then, with their, their home. But oh. maybe we can't go because we might be going to a concert. I was going to say, so just, just saying, okay, so the top bands I wanted to see were if AFI and Taking Back Sunday. Couldn't see them. Should have saw Taking Back Sunday in the summer. Didn't. But it was like, if any of these bands are playing in Utah, we're buying tickets. So we bought tickets to AFI. My wife already has other stuff that's come up, so Nick's probably going to go with us to see <laughs> AFI later this month. So We're still going to get our punk rock on. <laughs> Side note, I did drink a Green Monster outside the gates and a green monster at, you are, okay. at the, so, the hockey so, game. So Benny sent me a picture of him because he had his green monster because we talked about drinking the green monster at the Treyu show and listening to a Treyu. But Benny still his green monster outside the gates because you could take it in drinks, right, if they were sealed? Uh, No. Mm-mm. No? No, I just was like... I'm pounding this before I get in. Okay, okay. So he took the took the green monster, but then he sent me a picture of him at a green monster at the at the Golden Knights game later. Yeah. But when I went to the when I went to the Leafs game, which I didn't even talk about, we'll, we'll, we'll just talk about it real quick. Right oh, okay. now. So so I came home from Colorado on Sunday, and then Monday, me and Lexi left for Vegas on a plane, and. It was an after. Don't ask him about the flight he took. Well, okay. Well, that, the ride home was even worse. But we won't talk about running back and forth around the Vegas airport. It's a long story. 
It sucks. Just watch Home Alone. Boom. Oh, but, but yeah, that was the that was that was us going. So we. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So we had it. We was like the cheaper flights. Was like well, it gets in an hour and a half before the game. An hour and a half should be enough time to go to our hotel, which was the Park MGM, which is right across the street from the T-Mobile Arena. And so we're just gonna stay there, and then we'll just walk to the game. We should be able to do that in an hour and a half. We we could probably maybe even get there for one time for warmups. Yeah, yeah. So our flight gets delayed thirty minutes. Then it gets delayed an hour, and we're down to like, you know, we land and we're on the runway. You know, where they you can turn on your phones, whatever. And we're pulling into the thing. Forty minutes, till buck drop, and that's giving us that extra ten minutes of like it puck drops probably at seven ten, even though the game starts at seven. We're giving ourselves to 7.10. It was 30 minutes till 7, but puck drops usually 7.10. So we're giving us 40 minutes. And, you know, the train's driving around. So we are running through the airport to the Uber. You know, which way, which way, you know, like up and down. Elevators. And then we get in our Uber driving. And, and you know, there's a little bit of Vegas traffic. But we run all the way up to our room. Um, and then drop our stuff. You know, whoever needs to go pee went pee. And then we literally ran from our hotel room <laughs> through the lobby, across the street, into the arena, up the es- you know the escalators as much as we could run because you know sometimes you can stop mm-hmm. people, but then yeah. like we hit like the real stairs and like we are you know, chugging up the stairs, running around the arena as puck drop happens. Like mm-hmm. like we're up the stairs, we're hearing the siren. We I think Census Phil actually rang the siren. That oh, night. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I saw it on Census Bell, like, Instagram. Mm. But I didn't get to see it because I was running. So, you know? Yeah, so yep, I know. We are running, and we got there, and oh, my gosh, I've never been so tired. <laughs> running through that. that uh, it was like running a mile in high school gym. Oh, man. It, I think we ran farther than a mile. <laughs> but that was a lot of fun other than the best was, so it's, it's, it's Phil Kessel's, like, Iron Man tying game, you know. He scores his 400th goal to open up the game, you know, was on the first power play. 400th goal of his career. Everyone stands up, gives him an ovation. I almost wore my Phil Kessel, like, Leafs jersey. I, sh- I was getting and I was like, you know what? Last time I wore this, because I went to the Frozen Fury, Vegas won, so I'm not wearing it. But didn't end up mattering. They lost anyways. But the Phil Kessel scores the goal. Everyone stands up, gives an ovation. Right after the ovation... Coaches challenged by the Leafs. They took the goal back. <laughs> Vegas still scores on that same power play, but Kessel didn't score it. So he ended up getting, winning the, you know, beating the Ironman record the next night in San Jose and scoring his 400th or whatever goal yeah. of his career. So, oh yeah, Vegas was crazy. It was a lot of running around. We were there for less than 24 hours, and it, it was a tiring 24 hours, but a lot of fun. <laughs> And then the next day was Autumn's birthday, and yep, what a what a day! We came straight home. We flew straight home. Autumn picked us up from the airport. We drove home, picked up Alice, and drove back to the Maverick Center for practice. <laughs> yep. And then we went to Buffalo Wild Wings. We did go to Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings. What a, what a fun night! It was a busy from Thursday, and this is why the podcast really didn't happen last week yep. because. Literally from Thursday to whatever, we were just running. And yep. it was Om's birthday, and, and then uh, there was just a lot of stuff. It got crazy! Oh, but I will say, so weekend update, I mean, that was last weekend update. I mean, we're kind of bouncing around here now. But, like, last weekend update, we our Mustangs team with the select team was in Vegas. <laughs> See, if, if we would have been on that team, we would have went Colorado to Vegas, home, back to Vegas. Yeah, so, yeah. But we didn't choose not to do it for 
some of those reasons and some conflicts reasons. And so we had practice early Saturday morning. And as we're getting off the ice, everyone's like, do you guys want to, you guys play on the other ice? So there was a game scheduled um, for the, the Aggies came down. So the, the Logan youth hockey mm-hmm. team came down and they were playing against the Salt Lake Lightning. Mm-hmm. The Salt Lake Lightning had their like schedules crossed and the Logan team was on the ice. No other team to play. <laughs> and so the Lady Grizz team just ran over there. Yeah. Because there's one of the girls that plays on Lady Grizz that also plays on the Aggies. Oh. And so she was rushing over there to get on her, and then there was no team there. Well, do you guys want to play them? Yeah. They played them in a, a short game because um, the ice times kind of overlapped. Yeah. And then, like, time for the girls all, because they all had to run their bags because someone yeah. else needed their locker room and then get on the ice. And, yeah, yeah. And then they, they had one of our coaches um, just threw on, you know, his skates and his whistle and helmet and then, like, some random kid i think it was an older brother threw on his skates and shin guards mm-hmm. helmet and they were gonna ref it yeah and then in the third period the ref showed up for the game that they thought was starting at 10 whatever it was mm-hmm. the, the team showed up for it because the team showed up and they're like hey this is the team we're supposed to be playing i was like well they showed up and you guys were not here so we yeah. just jumped on the ice and played them we played them in a short game yeah and we beat them it was nice. It was nice to get a win after uh, getting stomped all weekend in Colorado. And you guys went to the stomp? Yeah, we went to the stomp. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good game. It was like 4-3. Oh, okay. But it was a good game. Um, so that was last weekend's update. Um, but, yeah, um, I say, you know, now let's uh, send it over to our, e- our interview with Utah State's defenseman, Ethan Tarver. Ethan Tarver. All right, so today on the podcast, we have a special guest from the Utah State hockey team playing defense for them. We got Ethan Tarver. How's it going, Ethan? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So uh, how's the season going? So far, the season's gone really well. Um, Started off really good, and then we just uh, got back from our North Dakota trip and got to play some good teams up there, and, and we did much better than we were hoping, so we've had a pretty good season so far you guys had you guys had three games on the road is that right or is it four no you guys played four um, but three different teams yeah exactly we played a bot no twice how'd you guys how'd you guys fare in all those um so overall the first game against Williston we we beat them pretty handily and then first game against bot no we lost in overtime second game we actually beat them in a shootout so those two games went pretty well for us. And then we played you, Mary actually took them to overtime and, and unfortunately had to lose, but still we did much better against Mary than you know, most teams thought we would. So. Well, you guys went two and two, or I guess two, oh, two, one and one. And a yeah, couple two, over- oh, and two, Lord. yeah, couple overtimes, couple shootouts, man, sounds like a pretty fun hockey trip. Yeah. Great time with the boys. 16 hours on the road. <laughs> lots, lots of fun time was on the bus. Oh, yeah. Almost too much time. <laughs> to hurt after a while, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any, Anything go wrong on the road? Is there any, like a flat tire or anything like that? Oh, thankfully, no. Um, just the main thing was, you know, after a certain amount of hours, you have to switch bus drivers. So on the way back, we had to wait for about 15 minutes for the bus driver. But, you know, <laughs> that's how that's, that's the worst so that's pretty good for us well, that's pretty good for a road trip uh so let's let's talk about your youth hockey where did you play youth hockey 
Um, I actually played uh, in Gillette, Wyoming for the Waha, Wyoming Amateur Hockey Association. Um, that was, it, it, it's completely different than, you know, most other states. The, the Wyoming youth hockey? Yeah, so, so I played in Gillette. So each city has a, their own club team, and they just uh, they all just travel around and play each other in this state. So it's a little bit different than how it was when I went to Minnesota for juniors and saw how that high school hockey was. So <laughs> it's, a, it's much different. Where's Gillette, Wyoming? I've played in a lot of rinks and been to a lot of rinks in Wyoming, but where's Gillette? Yeah, Gillette's rink is in like uh, the northeast corner of the state, and uh, it originally wasn't supposed to be a rink. It was supposed to be like a um, it was like a rodeo arena, and then they just transitioned it into a hockey rink, and it sort of has stayed that way for a while. <laughs> the the rodeo arena just flooded one weekend, like hey, it froze over. Let's just keep it that way. <laughs> I wasn't complaining. The other rink we had was Rock Pile, yeah, um, and it it was two thirds the size of an actual NHL rink, so it's horrible. Oh, so real small. Oh, tiny. <laughs> so, so you is that where you played high school hockey? Also, was in Gillette. Yeah, um, played high all all four years of high school there, and then eventually went to Minnesota for juniors. But played all four years in Gillette. What what year did you guys win state? Oh, uh, I won state my junior and senior year. Oh, junior and senior year. Yeah. Nice. What what high school was, awesome. was that? Was that Gillette High or? Yeah, it's just uh, so it's a club team. So it was both the high schools combined. So it was uh, just we were just called the Gillette Wild, and you now we're the Gillette Grizzlies or something. So nice. A little bit different now. Who who was your biggest rivalry in high school? Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> oh yeah, not uh, big fans of them. All the rich kids in Jackson, huh? Is that way? <laughs> oh, exactly. Yeah, had a huge rivalry against those guys. Played them both years in state. Oh, so you got to so, beat them twice in state championship. Beat them twice. It was definitely oh huge highlight for me. Was beating them both times. That that's awesome. That's awesome. So uh, you know, fat, did you have any like uh, youth hockey coach that stuck out to you, or uh, a coach over the years that really stood out to you? I had the same two coaches from Mini Mites till my senior year, George Stilson and uh, Scott Newson. So those two easily stand out for me. I mean, there was only like two years there where both of them weren't able to coach throughout the, I think, 12 or 14 years. So wow. those two by far wow, that, heavily that's, impacted us. <laughs> I, I would say that would have a little impact on you having two coaches oh, for, yeah. for 14 years. That's That's impressive. And, you know, that you still – like it, like them, and enjoyed you know having them as your coach. Uh, I mean, what was what what made them such great coaches? Um, just their the, the coaching styles and coaching techniques. I mean, they were they were hard on you, but they let you know that like there was a reason for it. You know, they wanted to win, and they they told you that if you stuck to their system, they they'd show you how to win. Because you know, Wyoming style of hockey, it isn't it isn't you know flashy plays. It isn't style. It's it's Hard nose work, just forecheck, 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 and then you'll work outwork teams. So it, it was hard, but it, it 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 taught the players something, you know. 
That that's awesome to hear. You know, like the hard work aspect of it. You know, I think a lot of kids they want to they want to do all the skill stuff, and that that's all very important. But the hard work is almost like secondary to a lot of kids these days. That's, that's, I can that, but. <laughs> I'm great. I, that's great to hear that, you know, you got, had some great coaches, you know, but so, so you went to go play juniors. Let's talk about that. Where'd you go play and how was that experience? Uh, juniors was not the best. I think our, our team went like, I'd say like seven and 40. We were horrible. We barely made the playoffs and up getting swept to the river Kings. I played for the steel County blades. So, it, it was juniors was not fun. I mean, losing that many games in a row. I think our biggest lose streak was like fifteen games, so it was horrible. Oh man! So I guess you're away from home. Was it? Would you only go do one year? Yeah, I only did one year of juniors, and then I got recruited to come here. And I was like, yeah, I'll do anything to get out. So <laughs> I came here pretty quick. I was going to ask you, what brought you to Utah State? I mean, let, let's talk about how you ended up at Utah State. Yeah, so while I was at juniors, I had a friend on the team, Will Christensen, and uh, he got recruited by Utah State because he was from, like, the Sandy area in Salt Lake, so he wanted to go back home. So he decided to leave us in the middle of the season, which I was very jealous of him for because we had lost, like, who knows how many games at that point. So he left and he was telling me how much fun it was here. And I was like, well, that sounds like something I want to do. And he was like, yeah, you can you should come over and try out. And so I did and made the team. Nice. Are, are you a senior this year or? Are you, I'm a junior this year. My junior? first my first year here was COVID year. I don't even know if you can count it because it we played like maybe four games. Yeah, it was a pretty shortened season. <laughs> So, so you know, you're you're in town, Logan. What's your what's your favorite place to eat in Logan? Right now, Takara, big sushi guy. So it's hard to <laughs> where, hard to where, pass up on that. Is that is that on Main Street somewhere? Or is it kind of like tucked around somewhere? Uh, it's on One Thousand West. Yeah, it's sort of tucked around by Al Sporting. But oh, okay. It's, it's good, good sushi. Is that is that your pregame meal, sushi? No, oh, I I throw up if I sushi pregame. <laughs> What's your pregame? I usually go to. What's pre-game? Usually go to like Jimmy John's or uh, Jersey Mike's. What's what's your Jersey? Just get a nice sandwich. What what kind of sandwich? Um, a spicy Italian from what both of those. And... Oh, that that doesn't that that gets you going, huh? The spicy Italian. Yeah. It's... Nice, nice. Pretty so, good. uh. What's your favorite like rink to play at? Mm. I mean, it could be one back home, or it could be, you know, Eccles and Logan somewhere else in the state, somewhere else on the road. Yeah, What's your favorite yeah. rink to play in? Eccles, it's yeah. I mean, no other, no other barn gets packed like Eccles does. That it, it's, it's been some something different since coming here. You know. Yeah, and that I mean that's I I don't get it why up there I mean what is it that attracts everyone to want to go to the games up there and I know Weber does pretty well also and some of the other mm-hmm. teams do okay but what is it about you know Logan that everyone wants to be there I I don't know I mean I've been here for three years now and it, it still amazes me just how much the people love the hockey community and. And just how much they'll always support us. So it's it's really awesome to 
to go out and do community events and stuff and people come up to us and talk about how much they love the game and stuff and it, it's awesome you know i don't i don't really know why but we really appreciate it and we we try to help out and give back to the community you know that's 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 great to hear you know like it's not just you know ah, we just like to play here and they show up thanks i mean that's that's a real sincere you know from the team and that's really sincere from the fans. And I think that's what it needs to be as a relationship, you know, from the team to the fans, whether they're, whether they're students or whether they just live there. And I think that's the reason why people want to go there. So that's, that's awesome to hear you say that. Um, what goal do you have for yourself this season? Um, for myself this season, sort of hard to, think about that but mainly it's just you know actually making regionals this year last year we felt like we were snubbed but i think this year we have a really good shot of you know going much further than last year and and improving yeah i, I mean I, I i mean i look at your guys's season and it looks like you know you guys started out super hot then a couple hard games and now you guys are back you know riding high and hopefully you guys can just keep riding that all the way to the end of the season no, it, it, Go ahead. It, yeah, it just really sucks not having another, you know, really good team in Utah, you know, losing BYU. That just makes it a lot harder to get really good teams to, you know, come or go visit them to help our strength of schedule. So it just makes it harder, but makes every game against Weaver just want us to beat them, you know, that much more just because of how important it is. <laughs> that was actually my next, well, my next question was to you, what is your favorite team to beat? Yeah, definitely BYU. BYU when they were a team, that was oh. your favorite team. Oh yeah, <laughs> those those were those were the most fun games to play. I I think it's bad for all of Utah hockey as a whole for them to not be in the league. So I, I it does suck that they got you know whatever happened down there. I, I'm not really sure, but it just sucks for all of ACHA and hockey as a whole because they're a good program and it it, it improved. You know, I mean, every game that they came and played up here, we'd sell out. Every game that we came and played down there, they fell out. So it's just something that sucks, but yeah, not much we can do about it. That that's 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 a great other. You know, I I've talked to a lot of BYU guys and got that perspective, but I haven't heard that yet from like a non BYU guy that it sucks for you guys too that they're gone and it's almost like that like. I, I, mean, I read a lot of comic books and stuff, but like you lost like your villain, you know, you're like your main, you know, nemesis. And now you oh. kind of feel like incomplete and like it, there's just no one else that compares. And that's, that's a, that's yeah, a, we just did the, the homecoming parade like a week ago. And every time we'd walk out and hand out some candies, we'd be like, Oh, when do you play BYU next? And we'd love to come to a game. <laughs> we sort of got to like shrug and ignore the question. Cause like, we don't know when they're coming back. Yeah, the, there there is no like plan even like it's it's a rough situation yeah. and it sucks for those players and it now I I guess it sucks for every other team. I didn't know how other teams felt about it, but that that's a unique perspective to have that you you care about, you know, your biggest rivalry still being there. And so I mean without BYU, who's been your favorite team to play this year? I mean, has it been the same? Is there another team that's kind of taken that place or is there still kind of a void there? Yeah, Weaver, Weaver for sure. They've, they've helped, uh, you know, spark a different kind of rivalry. I mean, not the same as 
you know, the, the saying BYU versus USU, but it's it's still a good rivalry to, you know, get ready for and, and play because they're a really good team too. So every game against them, we've got to be prepared and get ready to play them. But just it's not the same level as BYU, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. So, so going to the locker room, is there a locker room funny guy? Who's a locker room funny guy? Is there a guy, you know, that's, you know, when the, the tensions are high that kind of breaks the ice, you know, eases the boys? Oh, yeah. We've got a, one of our rookies on the team. He's like that Wyatt Barton. He's a, he's a little bit of a clown. He's pretty funny. And, you know, one of my roommates, Sam Voss, he's a, he's a locker room guy. So that's we've a- got, we've got a couple of really good ones that lighten the mood and, make you want to come to the locker room every day. That's, that's, that's a very important thing to have, you know I mean? Being serious and stuff. That's, that's really important too, but there's gotta be someone that's able to lighten the mood. Oh yeah. You can't hockey's a hockey's a game, you know, you're supposed to have fun playing it. So you, you can't just take it serious hundred percent of the time. We're not getting paid to play here. Yeah. So might as well have fun while you're doing it. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, do you have a favorite hockey moment from either like from college, juniors, high school, youth hockey that really stands out to like that one goal or that one game? The, like your favorite hockey moment? Yeah, it's either my junior or senior year of high school, um, beating Jackson and State. That rivalry still stands out to me, and I actually scored the game-winning goal my junior year. But I mean, just just those two senior year we were had an undefeated season, ended up winning state in Gillette. So that, that those two stand out to me pretty heavily. Nice, nice. Yeah, I wondered if that was, you know, one of the things that stood out to you. Um, so Halloween's coming up. What what are you handing out for Halloween? What's what candy you giving out? Hard to beat like those mini packs of Skittles and mini Reese's. There you go. So, you know, when I was a kid that's what I wanted. So I gotta you know give back. <laughs> I don't want to be those weird parents and just hand out like toothbrushes or stuff. <laughs> I can't do that, you know. Handing out bitto honey. <laughs> yeah, no, pass on that. So I'm gonna hand out some Skittles. Thank make you. sure they have a couple of cavities before they leave the house, you know. Nice, nice. I like it. I like it. So um, that's basically all I got. Is there anyone else you want to shout out or anything else you want to add? This was a good interview. Thank you for inviting me. Glad I got to do it. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I I, I really enjoy in interviewing the college guys. I think they're almost some of the most fun guys. So thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. And best of luck to you guys and the rest of the season. And we are back. Welcome back. And so, yeah. That was that was a great interview. I I think I I like interviewing like the college kids. But if you're a high school kid, you want to interview, send us a DM. I, but that's why I think I would like interviewing high school kids too. You know, like it's fun interviewing pros and like adults. You know, but like I think the kids that are kind of still kind of living it. You know, are, are fun to. If you think you don't have anything to talk about, trust me, you've got plenty. I'll ask the questions. All you gotta do is answer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Please all right. reach out. All right, moving on to the big leagues. Get your big league chew out because we're talking NHL. Jaw, big Shaw. chief, the good stuff. <laughs> All right, so the NHL, what a season it's been. 
Um, no surprises by McDavid leading in points and goals at this point. Um, yeah, but also very surprising. Vegas is on top of that division. Yeah, I just say for the season just starting out. I mean, you could always speculate early. Like, is this an early speculation or is this you know like just the way things are going to keep going? Because if this is the way things keep going, you guys better get to Vegas and bet on these teams because I guarantee their odds are still trash and you can make some serious cash. Dude, I I had some money in my MGM bet MGM like account that like I put in and I didn't really understand it last time, and I ended up honestly bet twenty bucks on the Leafs to win just because I had this money in my account. <laughs> And then, like, the next morning, like, I still had another 20. I lost my money, obviously, on the Leafs game. And I was like, okay, I'll just make a bunch of, like, random, like, parlays. Lost all my parlays. But I threw two bucks on the Jazz to win the, the, the NBA championship. Pay 650 bucks. Oh, yeah. But I also put two bucks on them to win the division, and that pays 150 So if they win the division and the championship, 750 Yeah, plus my $4 back. Oh, hey, yo. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so like Benny says, get out to Wendover, wherever, Vegas, put your money on some teams. It's also a lot of fun just to watch the season, and when playoffs show up, you know, you got some tickets. It's true. Um, but, I mean, is is Vegas legit? Is Boston legit? Because those are the best two teams in the NHL right now. Uh, I mean, my opinion, no. Vegas, though, is very, like, watching Oh, them. my gosh, you back on the Vegas train? Dude, I'll tell you what. I've watched two games of Vegas here in Salt Lake and in there, in, in Vegas. You also watched Vegas. But, mm-hmm. like, watching it from up above, I understand why they're winning games. One, they have Logan Thompson, young goalie, just playing really good. Mm-hmm. And also that they are shut down D. Like, they shut down D. I'll tell you what. When I watch the Avs game, the Avs just dominated time possession. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even so much so that Hayden played high school. He's, he's been, he's been mentioned on here a couple times. He was there at the game and he's like, man, the abs are just dominating the puck. He's like, I'm surprised they're not winning by more. Yeah. So Vegas would have beat the Leafs by a lot more if they just connected on some passes on the offense, but defensively they shut the Leafs down, but maybe that's just because the Leafs suck lately. <laughs> Also, my other things, Leafs suck right now. And I, so the other night, I don't know if anybody saw my Instagram story where, like, they were going to overtime and I was wearing, that I was wearing the, like, helmet beanie you bought me. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, well, the next day, okay, people probably think now that I just, like, wear that in bed when I watch Leafs games, <laughs> but I don't. It was hat day or crazy hair day on Friday. And so, Lexi was wearing this squid hat and I was didn't have anything, but didn't want. So I brought that out, and she didn't want to wear it, but I wore it. I just kept it on because I thought it was funny. So I just like climbed into bed with it. Which, on a side note, was one of the best eBay buys I've ever because I've never seen those before ever. <laughs> the helmet beanies—they're awesome. Yeah, I got two of them. I know. <laughs> so I was just in there, and I was like, "All right," and I just like, "All right," watching the Leafs game. They're in overtime, and then I was like, "Oh shoot!" I'm <laughs> just like starts laughing because they lost as I was making. Because I was just going to say, if the Leafs lose this and then they continue to lose in California, and I called it, and they lost two out of three in California, which they lost three out of three, that their coach was going to get fired. Coach has not been fired yet, but I think it's very close to being happen- or to happening or a big trade or something because the Leafs right now are horrible. But the Ducks, though, looked great. Trevor Zegers, that overtime goal, that was sick. But I do owe Alice a happy meal. 
I say, <laughs> that was the bet on the Ducks game. The Ducks beat the Leafs, and they're still in last place. They still are in last. Well, that was only they. They were on a seven-game losing streak. They yeah. won the first game of the season, lost seven straight, beat the Leafs. Yeah, I'm just saying. Okay, if we're talking about that. I'm just gonna transition over to the belt. The belt, okay? Yeah, the belt. Okay, so the belt. We talk about this all the time. We still have to draw names for our family, blah, 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 whatever. But I'm telling you, it is not about the best team. Yeah. At the moment, the Vancouver Canucks hold the belt, and they gained the belt while in last place. So their first win of the season was to hold the belt. Sure enough, they won the next game. And they're playing, I believe, tonight as well to see if they hold on to the belt still. Well, and so, I mean, we're talking about teams that are legit. Does Vancouver legitly suck, or do they just, like, lose a lot of... I don't know. I'll tell you what. After these, like, first ten games of all this, all the teams, like, I, I'm i still holding true to... I think that teams are just going to rebound and come back. I mean, over time, it's just going to level out and play out. But I think these teams that are just hot or not, like, you know what? Well... Well, so the the Leafs suck, but the West sucks even more. Yeah, like, because the Leafs are like terrible in their in their Eastern. But guess what? They have more points. If they were in the West, they'd be in the playoffs with their ten points. They have more points than the Abs. Yeah, yeah. They're. I was just looking at it. I mean, they're they're tied with Seattle. Seattle. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I love Seattle, but they're kind of trash. You know. Yeah, um, and then. I mean, surprises so far, Buffalo and the Blackhawks. Buffalo Sabres and the Blackhawks, which I'm loving to see it. I would love to see a team like Blackhawks make the, you know, yeah, because, like, I think the Blackhawks are a lot like the Utah Jazz, you know. Yes. Got rid of everybody, just picked mm-hmm. a couple, like, guys to fill out the roster, and they're kind of killing it. Let me just, I mean, this is just, my nephew sent me this. All 124 sports teams ranked. <laughs> he sent me this, too. And the Blackhawks? Are fourth from the bottom, only followed by another NHL team being second from the bottom, the Phoenix Coyotes. <laughs> and the Phoenix Coyotes. Or it. Arizona Coyotes, whatever. Yeah, I really hope Connor Bedard does not go to the Phoenix Coyotes because they're going to wet the bed. Well, yeah. And they're not going to build around him. He'll be gone in seven years. You know, He'll sign his, his, his entry-level deal. He'll sign maybe a three-year and then he'll be gone, you know. But side note, the, those locker rooms at the Coyotes Arena? Come on. Oh my gosh, the away locker room. <laughs> I guess and the home locker room. Like The setup. I did like that they gave out mullets for oh, every every that. fan. Got a, like a, a headband that had a gold mullet on the back and a t-shirt. But I guess when you only have... Oh, yeah, five, because it was Mullet Arena, isn't it's it? It's Mullet Arena. Yeah. Which I, I don't know if that's a joke yet or like if that's just like... Well, I'll tell you what, they should just ride with it. Yeah, so I, I can't think of that there's a company out there. It's like, it's mullet. I mean, I did see this interview that was like, how come more people are not talking about this? How is the NHL just getting away with this? Like, look at this. Look, yeah. A 5,000 stadium, and then here are the guests. Are, this is a pro level. It's like, played, you know, in, I've, I've gotten dressed in better looking locker rooms at your, you know, youth <laughs> level. Yeah. Yeah, the college teams are have a nicer room than these guys. Yeah. But... I don't know. I think we got to get down there and see a game. I don't know when I'm going to go to Arizona or when I can, but I want to go to that arena. I know. The 5,000-seater, man. It's got to be good. Especially, especially if they win that night. I mean, that's a, that's a gamble. Yeah. If they win. But I can't imagine it would be a fun time in there. But like, like that arena is a, like the definition of limited entrance. 
<laughs> yeah, we kind of talked about like how like tickets are valuable, like like those tickets. Imagine if 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 they played in the Stanley Cup Finals, and there was only five thousand. Oh tickets my available. gosh, can you, that would be awesome. It's not gonna happen, but imagine if the Coyotes were good. Yeah, I know. Or yeah, I guess they're not gonna end up playing. Somewhere. You know what's wild is they say that the as bad as the arena is and everything, they said that the old arena was even worse. Which to me, I think, how could it have been worse? <laughs> It can always get worse, Benny. There's always someone who has it worse than you. I know, right? And Gila Arena sucked, apparently. <laughs> the funny thing is, though, is that Richard went there one time for a Leafs game. And he I mean, he always tells me, like, it was the best game ever because it was early. He flew in, watched the game, caught a flight, flew home. Didn't have to stay in a hotel. Yeah. But Mark's been there, and he's like, oh, man, it's the best arena to go to. You can stay in the hotel right across the street. You yeah. walk over. Everything's right there. And he was pissed there. So... Apparently, it's all for the you know the spectators and the experience. Team. <laughs> yeah, the, the team hates it, and you know, but whatever. So, yeah, the NHL. It's been fun. It's been wild, and that's why the NHL is the best league in 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 all pro sports. It's because it is unpredictable. I mean, I guess basketball, the Jazz, are you know, are they still first in the West? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if they, with their last win because they were second and then they won again. Yeah, like, like, well, they're four and zero at home. Dude, they, speaking about like tickets, every time it, it, like it, like a gut punch, you know, like to me, every time I freaking look at tickets and I'm like, oh, Vegas game because we paid a hundred and eight bucks for our Vegas tickets and it's just like just like a punch the nuts, man. And then and then you like look down and it shows you like your local game. It's like Jazz game. $9, Jazz game, $12. Oh, my gosh. I mean, if we're looking, okay, so Jazz actually have the most wins, but they've had two losses, so they fall oh, yeah, third. Because NBA is all about percentage. Yeah, yeah. So they need to win that division, though. <laughs> hey, man, it could happen. I, <laughs> could mean, happen. I mean, division? Are they, are they first in the division? No, Portland's still first. Oh, dang it. Freaking Damian Lillard. But... All right, this is a hockey podcast, but <laughs> but the NHL is the best league in sports. And just like when we were doing our predictions, like you look at it and you're like, well, that team is better than that team, but that's not what's going to happen. Yeah, or that's not what is happening. Yeah. I still go through, as long as you're hot at the end of the season, you've got a good chance of winning the Stanley Cup. Yeah, trade deadline on if you're hot. Yep. And, and you've set yourself up in a good enough position just to make the playoffs. Are you buying or are you selling? And sometimes it's funny because they sell and then they like make the playoffs still. And it's like, yeah. oh man, we were trying to sell. <laughs> there goes our first round draft pick chance. But as a fan, I think it's always fun to watch your team try no matter what. Yeah. But then again, you end up with the Minnesota Wild. <laughs> I mean, I thought the Minnesota Wild were going to be good, which I still think they are. But right now they're not looking too great. Because you also have a team like the Leafs that like, they, they I mean, they did their sell off while ago, but they've been going forward with whatever they got since. And uh, I don't know who goes first, whether it's the GM or if it's the coach. And I think, and I know the GM isn't a guy who really played hockey. He's more of an analytics guy and a numbers guy. And he's done a lot of things well, but I always think back to that movie Moneyball. Have you ever watched Moneyball? No, but I know about it. And he like builds the whole team on analytics, and it's a super cool like movie. Yeah. Like I, I really like it. I'm not a big baseball guy, but I love Moneyball. Yeah, and watching it. But at the end, like they did, they set all these records. They, you know, they went into the playoffs, and then they lost. I think in the first round, and like you know the the guy who narrates the movie comes on. And he says basically, 
because sports comes down to heart, yeah. comes down to like all those things, and that's one thing that the Leafs haven't really built around. Yeah, are the you know because they've shipped off a lot of guys that are like that, like Zach Hyman, mm-hmm. Nazim Kadri. Zach Hyman, he's killing it right now. He's yeah. doing good this year. Yeah, he's like, he's got like nine goals. Yeah, something or eight goals, seven goals. He's up there, but yeah. So Leafs need to get some heart, or you know, for some pride. This whole this whole podcast is about pride in your I team. Mean, I mean, if you're saying making it past the first round because you don't have heart, then the Leafs definitely need heart. <laughs> well, they if you don't win Game Seven, that says you didn't have heart. I didn't say you were the better team because Game Seven means which team is going to try harder mm-hmm. and like push it. But, well, and say the Leafs only make it past the first round if they don't go to Game Seven. Yeah, they gotta they gotta win all the games though because oh, they seem to drop the ball when they're up. I'm calling it this year. They they win it in Game Five, first round, and then it's a big deal. <laughs> I hope so. I hope it's against, and like that's the thing is like, like, do you want them to play the Boston Bruins or the Tampa Bay Lightning or you know like someone who they've lost to in the past? And like me, I'm like, yes, because when we beat them, it'll be that much sweeter. And when they lose, I'll hate that team even more, which I already do. <laughs> all right. Well, is there anything else you got to say, Benny? No, no, that's all. That's all for now. Folks, that's all, folks, from the Bash Brothers <laughs> and Batman's locker room. And Batman's locker room. Next, tune in next time on Batman's locker room. <laughs> We're gonna talk about Black Adam. I still haven't seen it. Who has? <laughs> mm, maybe Zach. 